Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello once again, it's Brian Wheeler as we join you for another Believe in Blazers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, today we want to take a look at uh, an upcoming matchup with the Denver Nuggets at Moda Center tonight. The Blazers coming off a tough loss at home last night uh, to the L.A. Clippers, a game that uh, probably feels uh, like it stings even more. When we get the report today from the NBA, the official two-minute report, of course, that's any game that uh, still can be decided, uh, essentially, with two minutes left to play. You get the referee's report. They take a look at every close call that uh, that uh, came about during that period of time. And there was nothing closer than the foul call uh, with uh, 4.8 seconds to play that allowed Paul George to go to the foul line. C.J. McCollum assessed the foul. George goes to the line, hits two free throws. The Clippers end up with a one-point victory as C.J. was not able to convert on what could have been a game-winning shot at uh, the buzzer. Well, the NBA Today says that the foul on C.J. should not have been called and basically says that uh, that should have been a play on. Ball was out of bounds. Uh, I believe the Clippers would have kept possession, but uh, they would not have had free throws from one of their best foul shooters. Who made the call? Oh, it's our old friend Scott Foster. Scott Foster made the call to allow Paul George to have those free throws, and uh, he makes them. The Clippers get uh, a hard-fought one-point win. The Blazers, unfortunately, get uh, defeat. They are now 1-9 this season against teams above them in the Western Conference standings, and they'll square off with another team that uh, falls into that category, the Nuggets tonight. Uh, the Blazers losing the first matchup between these two clubs. The good news is that uh, Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic are not on the injured report for tonight's game, so both should be available for the contest. The Blazers certainly could use them. And a uh, tough stretch coming up. We know that uh, that uh, six-game road trip is kind of hovering over the club. Before that, of course, back-to-back, well, with a game in between, home-and-home, uh, home, no, actually back-to-back back with both games at Moda Center against the Memphis Grizzlies. They will play the Grizzlies in Memphis as part of the six-game road trip, but there's going to be a lot of action between the Blazers and Grizzlies before all is said and done in the next week and a half, and that could be fairly critical because when you take a look at the standings, uh, the Blazers hoping not to fall any further than where they are in the sixth spot right now. They'd love to move up if possible, of course, but Memphis... Uh, coming off a very difficult double overtime loss uh, to Denver, by the way, on Monday night, a game that uh, they felt they had in hand more than on more than one occasion. But uh, Memphis sitting in a position where they are the uh, eighth seed in the Western Conference right now. Uh, but in terms of uh, games back, they're in a position where they are just two and a half games behind uh, the Blazers. As we sit right now, they're at 29 and 27. The Blazers, after the loss last night, at 32 and 25. So we'll know a lot about the possibility of Memphis trying to catch the Blazers and how likely that could be uh, when uh, those teams get together for the three games. Of course, sandwiched in between Memphis and the Blazers, Dallas sitting in the seventh spot. 
they may uh, regret when all is said and done that home loss to Sacramento earlier this week. They're at 30 and 26 right now and uh, sitting a game and a half behind the Blazers. But imagine had they won that game, they'd be right on the Blazers' heels just a game back. But uh, in a position now where um, they uh, certainly actually they, they would have still been a game back uh, of uh, Portland if they won that game with Sacramento. But they're still right on the Blazers' heels. Uh, the Blazers with some separation. The standings two and a half games behind the Lakers, and they are full five games behind Denver. The Nuggets currently occupying the fourth spot in the Western Conference, bringing in possibly the guy that uh, most people figure will be the league's MVP, Nikola Jokic, and uh, a guy that has been so consistent for this team all season long. And Jokic, uh, the other night, uh, again, almost single-handedly, led them to the uh, double overtime victory, 139-137, that wild contest over uh, the Grizzlies. And so Denver now has come in, comes in with a three-game winning streak. Jokic in that particular game, 47 points, 15 rebounds, and eight assists. So uh, here's a guy that uh, just uh, every time he, uh, every time the Nuggets turn around, I see him doing something to help them to a victory. Former Blazer Will Barton had a big game against uh, the Grizzlies as well in that double overtime uh, victory, uh, a season high 28 points for that uh, for that contest. And Michael Porter Jr. had uh, 21 points as well. Uh, Porter, of course, who kind of started to come into his own in the bubble uh, over the summer, uh, now has been able to parlay that into a nice uh, full season with the Nuggets as well. So the Blazers just 2-5 uh, and five over their last seven games, and uh, defense uh, continuing to be an issue for the club. But injuries also have been a problem, as we know, just getting any kind of consistent healthy starting lineup, healthy lineup period uh, to be available. Nasir Litter, Little played very well last night. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson also off the Blazer bench contributing. So hopefully these are guys that will give Terry Stout some uh, some some depth options. Uh, Derek Jones, who didn't play at all, of course, in the Blazers' uh, contest before last night, uh, ends up starting the contest against uh, against uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Clippers and had a pretty nice game, actually, as it turns out, played 21 minutes. Uh, Robert Covington, Covington uh, starting at uh, the other forward spot. And his canter got the start at center for Nurkic. But, again, Yusuf uh, expected to be back in the starting line for the contest tonight. So the Blazers will be as close to full strength as possible. Uh, nice to see that uh, Damian will be back in the lineup as well. Obviously, we know how much better club the Blazers are when he is available. So uh, that's the contest tonight. And, again, Memphis uh, coming up with a couple of uh, home games for the Blazers on Friday and Sunday. So uh, a stretch where every game becomes so critical now, especially with the shortened NBA season. You know, you look at the standings in the Western Conference, and Utah uh, continues to occupy the top spot, sitting at uh, 43 and 15. And, and we've talked so much since we started this podcast last week with almost every guest that we've had. We've talked a lot about uh, asking them as we looked at the NBA in general, uh, how serious do they think Utah is as a title contender? I think we have to say that uh, they've more than proven that they are a serious uh, contender to have the best record in the Western Conference, the best record in all of basketball, potentially as well. Uh, but uh, 43 and 15, uh, so impressive. 26 and 3 on the home floor, which obviously is uh, is tremendous, a tremendous accomplishment for the Jazz. And that's really not even having their normal uh, boisterous home crowd available in Salt Lake City. But uh, they've always been a great home team. And even without a lot of people in the stands, they are doing a great job. So Quinn Snyder, primetime candidate for NBA Coach of the Year with what he's done with that Jazz team this season. 43 and 15. The Suns, though, you know, another primetime candidate, uh, our old friend Monty Williams, what he's done in Phoenix at 41 and 16 for the Suns. And they're just still a game and a half back of Utah. So uh, they are still right on uh, 
uh, right on the uh, Jazz heels, trying to chase that uh, best spot in the Western Conference. And the Clippers, after the win last night over the Blazers, sitting at 41-19, three games back of Utah for the top spot. Uh, the Nuggets, as we said, in the fourth spot. Then you have the Lakers, sitting at 35-23, uh, and 23, getting some good news that Anthony Davis will be back uh, for their next contest later on this week. So uh, they'll get Davis back, and then we'll await LeBron James' return, and then the Lakers will be back at uh, full strength as they look toward uh, the playoffs as well. So the Western Conference, very tightly bunched. But again, trying to avoid that uh, play-in situation. Right now, Dallas in seventh, Memphis in eighth, Golden State sitting in ninth, and they are currently tied uh, with San Antonio. The Warriors are 29-29, and 29, the Spurs at 28-28, and 28, so obviously... The Spurs have two games in hand as they look uh, toward possibly passing up Golden State for the uh, ninth spot. But uh, those four teams will be involved in the play-in situation, Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, and San Antonio, as we talk right now. New Orleans has had some tough losses as of late. They just have not been able to win close games. And I think Stan Van Gundy would be the first one to say that his young club is still learning how to how to win when uh, it comes to clutch times in games. So they're sitting at 25-13, and 13, and right now a distant four games back of San Antonio as they sit in the 11th spot in the Western Conference. Uh, over in the east, of course, you've got that uh, tight battle between Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Half game separating the two clubs. The Sixers right now are uh, the number one team in the east at 39-18. and 18, uh, But uh, Brooklyn at 39-19. and 19, So the Sixers with the one game in hand. That uh, becomes the half game that separates the two clubs. Milwaukee uh, trying to get things together before the playoffs. That's They know after what's happened the last couple of years, it doesn't matter how good a regular season they have, they're going to be judged by whatever they can accomplish in the postseason. Now, Brooklyn getting some bad news about James Harden, that uh, his, his hamstring is not getting better. In fact, uh, uh, Steve Nash, head coach, uh, talking about the fact that maybe Harden has gone back to square one with uh, his hamstring injury. So if that's the case, it may be a while before they have his services. So, But they're just looking toward the playoffs and trying to get as healthy as they can and uh, try to win whatever they can between now and then. But wherever they finish, they just want to be a healthy team come playoff time. Milwaukee, though, 35-22. and 22, They're four games back of Philadelphia. And then you have Atlanta in the fourth spot at uh, 32-25. and uh, 25. Uh, The Knicks, the surprising Knicks at 32-27. and 27. What a great job Tom Thibodeau has done in his first season as the Knicks head coach. And Boston sitting in the uh, sixth spot. I think that's a surprise still to many at 31-27. and 27, But still, I think, could be a dangerous team come playoff time. As could Miami. We know what they proved in the bubble, that uh, they saved their best basketball for the postseason. Charlotte, nice season that they've had to this point in time. Game under 500, but they're the eighth seed right now in the East. Indiana, not uh, far behind. The ninth seed at 26-31. Uh, and 31. They're two games back of Charlotte. And uh, Chicago at 24-33. and 33. Billy Donovan doing a nice job in his first season as head coach. They're under 500, but they're in the play-in situation right now as they sit in the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. So, hopefully, a healthy Blazers club, as healthy as they've been in a while with the contest coming up tonight, and having Nurkic and uh, Lillard back will give them, hopefully, just their second win against a, a team above them in the Western Conference. You know, and that's one of those things some people would say, well, is that just something that uh, is a nice uh, – stat for the media maybe to talk about uh, a record against uh, teams uh, above them in the standings but when you have only one win 
against uh, the clubs above you and you're sitting in the sixth spot in the West, that means that you haven't fared well against the kind of teams you're going to play in the playoffs. And I think after a while, it maybe gets to be a bit of a, bit of a mental thing. I mean, you can say as much as you want about how close they've come to winning games, such as last night against the Clippers, a prime example. But when you don't win, eventually I just think that sometimes when you get into a close contest against those caliber of teams, I think sometimes it gets to be in the back of your mind, hey, we have not been successful in this type of situation. So uh, the more that the Blazers can experience some success the rest of the way against those teams above them in the standings, I think the better off they will be when they get into a uh, a best-of-seven series once the postseason comes. Uh, because, again, if the playoffs were to begin today, it would be the Clippers that they'd see in the first round. So uh, a game like last night would have been a nice one to win, at least for their confidence, if nothing else, uh, to be able to say that uh, they beat uh, Clippers Club on their home floor. Again, it was a game that, as we find out today, the official uh, report from the NBA saying that they probably should have won the game. And uh, I don't know how much – I never know how much satisfaction. I used to ask Terry Stotts, uh, do you like that uh, final two-minute report? Does it give you any satisfaction when you find out that uh, a call that went against you in the game actually should not have been whistled against you? And he's, he said, ah, it really doesn't mean too much and it certainly doesn't change the outcome. Uh, but I suppose maybe it, uh, maybe, it, maybe it gives us a little satisfaction that uh, we know we should have won the game or at least been a, in a better position to win the game. But ultimately, I think, uh, and there's, there's actually some people in the NBA that uh, you talk to them and they say, oh, I hate that two-minute report. Uh, because I hate finding out about something that, uh, that that I saw that I know shouldn't have happened, and it, and, and it just it just just justifies for me that it was wrong. Well, I think it brings accountability to the officials. I think it brings uh, some transparency to uh, the league, and so I've always liked the two-minute report. And even if it even if it verifies that something you saw at the end of the game shouldn't have happened. Uh, I think it makes the officials be accountable, and uh, who knows, in the back of their mind, maybe in a small way, and this is just a fan of me talking, maybe in a small way, it makes them think that uh, they owe that team a little something next time they get to officiate one of their games. But isn't it ironic that our old friend Scott Foster was the one that made the call last night that uh, could have given the Blazers a chance to uh, get a uh, very nice win over the Clippers, as it would have been. But unfortunately, it was not. So now, a little extra pressure on the second of a back-to-back. Nuggets should be the uh, fresher team for the contest tonight, since they uh, did not play last night. Blazers, of course, didn't have to travel, so that helps. But um, they have to rebound. At least they will get the reinforcements of Nurkic and Lillard back into the lineup. All right, we are with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this uh, lovely podcast, Believe in Blazers, on the uh, Believe Podcast Network. We have some big-time plans, and we don't want to jinx it by talking too soon about some guests that we are pursuing. But uh, I know some of you have uh, have gone on uh, my Twitter site to suggest some guests that you'd like to see. And and please, uh, feel free to do so at any time if there's a guest that uh, you'd like to uh, see me try to hunt down for this particular podcast. I will uh, make every effort to do so. But some of the ones that you've already hinted at, we have already tried to uh, to put some um, traction in in terms of getting on the show. And we're making some good progress, and I hope to be able to reveal uh, some big-time guests that we have in the offing in the very, very near future. So, again, we are with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at least during the, during the season. Uh, and hopefully we'll keep up that kind of pace or something close to it during the offseason as well. Um, again, you can always join me on Twitter at uh, Blazer Wheels, and uh, feel free to chime in with uh, your thoughts on the podcast, good or bad, uh, suggestions to make it better. We're always looking to uh, strive to improve, and uh, we're just coming to the end of our second week doing it, so so we're still trying to find our our, uh, our attraction here on the podcast, but doing our best to at least bring you uh, the best Blazer information we can with some insights and thoughts along the way to uh, make uh, your uh, enjoyment of Blazers basketball even uh, that much better. And hopefully tonight we'll all enjoy watching a Blazers win over uh, – 
the Nuggets, and uh, which should be a very, very competitive contest. These Nuggets, you have to give them credit, even without uh, Jamal Murray for the rest of the season with that uh, very, very tough knee injury that uh, he suffered. I think they still can be a dangerous team come playoff time. I mean, again, so long as everything runs through Jokic, and it really does, uh, this could be a Denver team that could surprise some clubs. I don't think anybody should take them lightly, even without Murray. I mean, obviously Murray is a big cog in uh, what they like to do. But so long as Jokic is available, and I think Michael Malone is an excellent coach, I think they can make some. Uh, they can adapt and still be a competitive team come playoff time, and I think they'll give the Blazers a good battle tonight. But uh, hopefully it becomes the second win for the Blazers in a, in a game against a team above them in the standings, and hopefully they rack up a few more of those to give them some confidence against the kind of teams they're going to see come playoff time. We'll talk about it on uh, Friday, and we'll also be previewing the matchups with the Grizzlies Friday and Sunday at Moda Center, and uh, we'll uh, be able to give you the insights on the Blazers, and also uh, we're working on a pretty special guest for Friday as well. Don't want to jinx it by talking too soon, but uh, we hope you'll join us again. We try to get these things updated as best as possible by no late, no later than late in the morning, uh, early afternoon on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, but um, you know, stay tuned, check back, and uh, and see uh, when uh, when we're on. And please tell your friends about the podcast. It's available wherever you can find your podcast. And so uh, we're uh, we're just getting we're getting rolling on it. I think we're going to have some good. We'll be hopefully just hitting our stride once we get to the playoffs, and hopefully a nice run, nice run in the postseason for the Blazers to give us a lot to talk about as we move into the summer months. This odd NBA schedule with uh, the timing of everything, trying to get back on track. Of course, things will be back to normal with the uh, schedule next year, but uh, still uh, having a pretty good season, not losing too much to the COVID uh, situation, which I think uh, the NBA is very happy with, and hopefully we keep our fingers crossed that it'll stay that way throughout to the postseason as well. All right, that'll be do it for this uh, edition of the podcast, Blazers Nuggets tonight. We'll talk about it, recap it all on Friday, and look ahead to the matchups with uh, the Grizzlies and see where the Blazers are on the standings. And uh, hopefully holding their own. They seem to be settling into that sixth spot. I know they'd love to move up, but uh, they've been in six more than uh, any other place, so that might be where they end up. If that's the case, they'll face the third seed in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. But still some basketball to be played, and again, uh, against some teams above them in the standing, so still some shuffling that could be done in the Western Conference. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Believe in Blazers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, and we'll check in with you again on Friday. So long, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.